0: What's up everyone, welcome to the Life Livers Academy. I'm Jamie O'Donnell, and the purpose of this podcast is to connect you with the people, ideas, mindsets, and inspiration to empower you to chase your dreams, unlock your potential, and live life to the fullest each day. Get ready for some inspiring conversations and incredible insights from people who are out there living life, having fun, and dominating their chosen path. I appreciate you tuning in. Now let's get this episode underway. What's up, everyone? Super excited to bring you this episode today. We're at episode number eight, and I've got a fantastic guest for you. His name is Isaac John, former NRL player and co-founder of YKTR. And in this episode, we talk about everything from entrepreneurship and building a business through to making it in professional sport. And we dive deep into some of the mindsets that helped Isaac create success, both on the footy pitch and also in business. Uh, It's packed with value, but Isaac's just a guy with an infectious attitude uh, and a unique perspective on life. And there's just a lot of value that he shares in this episode so i hope you enjoy it um, i know that i loved having the conversation with isaac he's someone that i just really genuinely enjoyed connecting with uh, and i'm sure you'll find a lot of value in it rightio everyone i'm really pumped to have this guest on the show with me today his name is isaac john uh, isaac thanks so much for giving up your time bro i really appreciate it and uh you're someone i'm very excited to have a conversation with
1: thanks bro you're bringing the good energy here too so i'm six podcasts deep this morning but i'm excited to be here so thanks for having me on
0: Nice one, bro. That's what it's all about. Hey, my first question for you, man, is the last couple of months have been crazy for everyone. Like, it's been it's been a manic time. What you're a guy who's um, very self aware uh, and you seem very reflective. You've obviously got your head screwed on. You're paying attention to things. What have been the biggest lessons for you personally and in business that have come out of the last couple of months?
1: It's funny you say this because, um, like, when I was going into COVID, I got a and these tweets and posts are going, keep your eyes up, keep your eyes up. And I thought I was talking to everyone else, but I was fucking actually talking to myself. Sorry, Elias, Eli, are you honest? Yeah, bro, yeah, go over yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so like, um, I keep going, keep your eyes up, there's going to be opportunities, keep your eyes up, there's going to be opportunities. And um, there's more opportunities that have come for me and our business off the back of this. So, going into covid like we've actually grown during this sort of time which is crazy which is which is weird so within our industry um those who've got brick and mortar stores kind of in trouble but we've only been online so we've been able to grow so and saying that the way that our business model was before probably won't work coming out of covid as well so um yeah we're, we're we're changing our whole business structure so i've spent the past sort of two three weeks of trying to talk to people that are smarter than me and get the advice, and like our whole model is going to change. So, um, it's it's cool, bro. I've really it sounds. I'm uh, I'm I'm mindful of people that have lost their jobs and and done all this, but I'm not trying to say this to be rude. But I've kind of enjoyed this. It's it's been my first big test, and um, like my my progression in business has kind of just been like that. It's gone, like, kind of gone good. Like obviously, almost ended up broke at the start, stuff like that. But um, it's just the projection has gone like that, and this yeah. is the first sort of fucking. Oh shit, what are we doing here? So it's been good, bro. It's good. First test and I've enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I think I banged a couple of um, DMs with you on Instagram of like maybe when this first dropped that we were a couple of weeks in and I think I said like, you seem like you're thriving and you're like, bro, I'm loving the pressure. How are you doing? I said, yeah, the same thing. How much um, of your background in high performance sport has played into your attitude and mindset throughout this time in business?
1: Uh, I don't know. It's very different. And a lot of my correlations come from sport, but then like, um, see with sports, it's like one for one person, like one team has to win and other one has to lose where in business, I don't have that mentality, but I still have that competitive, competitive, competitiveness. How the fuck do you say that? Competitiveness. You're,
0: you're six podcasts deep. Yeah, myself.
1: right. And then three coffees deep. So I'm starting my words, but I still have that competitive nature about me, but then I also get that competitive nature outside of business. So I don't have to bring it in. I have to go, oh, fuck that clothing brand. Like I want to beat them. Like I'm like, fuck, I want to help you, bro. Like, let me help you. So um, in terms of high performance, yeah, there's, there's an element of cross correlation. The biggest correlation in sports is like, you got to have a short term memory in sports. Like once mm-hmm. you look, you got to get on with the job and like we have failures and, and you, once you end up to your failures and, and, and recognize them and, and you can fix them, it, it transitions into business pretty well. So um, I'm not too flustered by a lot of things. So it's good.
0: That's a really interesting point that you just said that you have to have a short memory in, in sport. That's, um, that's super relevant because people dwell on the things that go wrong too long and it stops them making the next move. Uh, and the people that progress in sport, uh, you know, like the Richie McCaws, it just had this like ridiculous ability to like miss a tackle and just be straight back in, you know, like straight on. How, like for anyone out there at the moment in business or whatever, can you talk to that for a bit? Because I reckon that is such an important point for just creating success in any area.
1: Yeah, I think um, anytime you bring emotion into any type of situation, whether it be relationship, whether it be sports, whether it be um, business, you know, it's going to affect your IQ. So I've done a thing last week where the amygdala was a part of prefrontal cortex. When you're emotional and stressed, it limits your thinking capacity. So it's the same as when you're like drunk. So your IQ of thinking actually goes down, which is fucking mm. funny because if you find like, you know, when you have three bears or oh, eight bears with the boys and, like, and you're happy, you, you commit to things that you wouldn't normally commit to, like mm. oh fuck, let's go to Vegas or let's go to Bali or something like that. But then if I was to get, if I was to drop a bunch of emotion into your body that was actually joy as well, and I ask you the same question because you're on that high, you'd go fuck it, yeah, let's let's do it because I'm on that high as well. It Works mm. the other way as well. So you know when you're stressed and having to fight with the misses and you say fucking stupid things <laughs> that you don't really mean. It's like when you're drunk and you start to get angry, you say things that you don't really mean, and that's because your amygdala or your thinking capacity has been limited from that. So the best thing you do and the best players that are across sports and the best people that are in relationships and, and best people in business, they're unemotional. Mm-hmm. They, they can separate emotion from execution. They're, they're the types of people when the game's on the line and you've got Dan Carter looking up at the post and, and, and there's 80,000 people in the stadium. He can separate that emotion and the feeling from execution. So when you come into business, um, you don't you don't want to be emotional. You don't you like even though I fucking love YKTR and I love what I do and I, and I care. When it comes time to make a decision, it's like shit. Let me step back. Let me fucking have a look around. Let me think. Let me make the best positive decision for our business moving forward, and 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 back it. And if you fuck up, you fuck up, and you'll learn from it. So um, I, I find those types of people um, super interesting to be around at the moment, and they they're the types of people I'm trying to gravitate towards. Example. Guy two dollars over from me. He lost like $4 million worth of work uh, that first week of COVID. And I was, I was like, shit, bro, are you all right? And he just goes, and then just started talking about other things. And like, I, I don't know what he's doing at home. <laughs> bro, you've just lost $4 million worth of work. Like, well, <laughs> Surely show me a bit of emotion. He goes, why stress about something that I can't control? And... And you'll find, like, the best players. So James Maloney used to get raps a lot in rugby league because he didn't really give a fuck. Like, he'd yeah. throw an intercept ball in state of origin, decider, someone run a length of the field. Next player, he's still trying to throw the exact same pass. Like, yeah. a lot of people get scared out of it through scenario, through the big stage, through whatever and things of it. They're the types of people that usually tend to win or usually are the best in sports. And Cameron Smith's probably going to get the uh best player to ever play the game and coming soon but like the way he moves is just so efficient like he doesn't waste energy he's not the guy that fucking in the shit go because mm-hmm. they just burn out energy and they don't really have long careers because they, they build the game off emotion and this being from new zealand like when you do a hucker, like you feel mad for like 10 minutes and after that hucker, like uh um, adrenaline wears off you're like fuck <laughs> where's the oxygen so like those people that are usually successful are those that can separate emotion from execution and they're the types of people you kind of want to hang around and be around.
0: A hundred percent, bro. Gravitate towards that massively. I've also found that the, uh, out of everyone that I've spoken to over the last couple of weeks, like the people that are thriving are the ones who have dealt with the most adversity or have put themselves in adverse situations almost purposely over the course of their career, whether that's using things like sport and going to dark places or whether it's through business. People that have had um, had to dig deep and learn you know, how to empty the tank are the ones that are thriving right now.
1: It's funny you say this because I was just talking about this on the last podcast, but there was a time like everyone's like, you're so self-aware and you documented the journey and all this sort of shit. But fuck, at, at the start, I kind of hit stuff as well. So there was this week bro. My car, my car engine blew up. Uh, my power got cut off. I hadn't, got, I hadn't made a single dollar from YKTR and people were going, oh, I see this entrepreneur. But I felt like the biggest fucking fake because like, I hadn't made a single dollar. Like, I didn't want to be that guy that's got entrepreneur in his bio and, and, and pretends to be something he's not. So what I used to have to do is um, is is take my phone down to the car park and I had this um, this PowerPoint there and I used to charge my phone from there and like, fuck, like, yeah, oh, what was the question? What was the question?
0: The question we were talking about adversity and how like the people who have been oh, okay. through the most adversity are thriving.
1: That's it. So, so I went through this like week and a half period of like had no power, cold showers, I was running an e-commerce business through – um, a PowerPoint downstairs, but like in theory, like Natasha, she works for me. She's my PA now. She lived across the road, big house, fucking warm water, got power, could have could have gone there. In theory, my mom could have, um, mm-hmm. like, mom, Hey mom, can I, like, can I have some money? She would have given it to me. Like I've never asked my mom for money. I don't, that just doesn't sit right with me. So, um, in theory, like I had these outlets of getting out of it, but in my mind, I've filled up this like, fuck, if I can get through this, I can get through anything. Like I had options to get out and I could have taken them, but, I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go downstairs and plug my phone in and try and run a fucking um, (laughs) e-commerce company from the car park and and wake up and have a cold shower because I remember that cold shower. I was like, fuck, you're not doing something right right now. Mm. You need to be doing something right to get money to pay for your power. You need to be doing something right. But what you're doing right now, either one, you're either too early or two, it's not enough. And Mm. and, uh, I wanted to go through that. And it was weird. Once I I flipped my mentality, it was weird, like, um, just, like, injection of money just come through like uh, i was back paid through a football payment that hadn't come through just something random yeah, right. fuck and, and it was just a little switch up in mindset and and, and the way I was, I was thinking about the situation i think good things started to happen again and we started to grow we started to grow and and just putting myself in that uncomfortable situation and the narrative was only up in my head and it always mm-hmm. is you know what i mean like i had those options to get out but i didn't take them. and it's not the be all in all the world oh fuck first first bike to get a power cut off <laughs> you know what I mean but in my mind it was kind of like it was a lot bigger than what it was
0: yeah that's a great summary of just that growth mindset in general the eh? way like um it's something that's talked about a lot I don't think it's like it's really understood though like it it's we all understand that we should be should have that lens but when shit's really hard you notice like there's a tendency to want to ignore all that and just be a victim like yeah, a lot of know. the time is, have you always had that ability to look at stuff like that, or is that something that you've developed through football and through through business?
1: Um, I don't know. Like, I've always felt like I was a little bit weird. Like, I never really felt like I fit in fit into certain scenarios, and it's kind of transferred all the way through my life. Like, when I grew up in Toke, and like my uh, I knew football was my way out. So, like, all my friends would go like party. Like, you party a lot younger when you're from those small towns, and like I was happy to go to the park and like kick a football like every single day. Like, I live two doors down from my primary school. And like I was happy to do that. I always felt a little bit weird, and and like my mates were like all the sports people, but I was in like economics, and I, mm-hmm. I was like a good student as well. Um, then I moved into football. Like even though I was the guy that could fucking like I was a cliche fucking baller that people see like love to go out, love to party, chase girls, whatever, gamble. Like I was that guy too, and I enjoyed being in that situation. But then I actually wanted to have conversations that were help me grow, and, and that's what pushed me away. And I was like, bro, I wanted to take photos, and I wanted to um, make vlogs, and I wanted to do all this fucking weird shit, but when you're in that sort of football mentality, there's the, the herds going like, fuck, bro, what are you doing that for? Like, do you think you're better than us to come back here? So that's why I gravitated towards books. I've moved into this business industry. I don't look like a business person. Like i go to courses and I'll rock up in the hoodie and, and like get looked down on, but like I, then I can hold my own in a conversation with like someone like Mar Boris, who's worth like 500 million. And after his podcast, he's going fuck like he's giving me raps and he's challenged me with um, different types of questions. So I, uh, and I think that's my biggest strength as well, because if you look at me, bro, like, like if you look at me, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a kid from Tope that's gang-affiliated town that, like, you shouldn't, like, we got a negative, negative stereotype based around us. I'm an Islander. I've come through football. What the fucking right and um, what right do I have to be talking about marketing and business from a guy that's never even gone to like, like university? But somehow, I've got these business people like coming up to me and asking me for advice and and like paying, paying for my time because. I've just been like self-educated, self-learned, and always felt my um, felt to be a little bit different. Chased after it, but then essentially been self-aware to be myself, and I think it resonates with a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I th- I think that's one of the key points that you just said there, bro. The authenticity and the ability to be yourself—that's very unique in the online landscape and then the entrepreneurial landscape. It's something I actually talked to Rands about. Um, that's how you when we were having that conversation, you came up and I said, "Bro, I've just got so much respect for him because the reason I gravitate towards him so hard is because." it's just him you can tell it's just him and that's very rare like most people when you're following you know that there's there's more behind the scenes that you're not getting and you get that sense where you can you can sense the energy that they're not being that real how the fuck have you managed to be so real throughout your throughout your whole thing because it's like it's the (laughs) hardest thing to do is you feel like you need to posture and be something but at the same time you know that you shouldn't do that and that you should be real but you've managed to find a really nice balance there.
1: I don't know. You said it's the hardest thing to do. I feel like it's the easiest thing to do. Like yeah, right. uh, the easiest thing to do is actually be yourself and, and be comfortable in your own skin. So like, I don't know if, uh, I've just, I've just seen it work and in different scenarios through podcasting, through vlogging and like just showing all your flaws and showing who you are, just makes you a lot more relatable. And like we live in like, um, so if you were to take 20 photos of yourself, what try would you put up on Instagram? Like obviously the best one with the best filter because you you want to portray this image across like that, where like I'm not I'm not bothered by that, and mm. I don't know I don't know where that it comes from. I don't know whether it comes from being a little bit weird as a kid. I don't know if that comes from like my mom, um, just l- my parents letting me be who I wanted to be. Like I'm very different to my brother. Um, like I don't know if it's fucking Gary V influence, <laughs> like which is massively is, but what i find with being myself is and one of the best compliments i can get when i'm blind at a pub and i'm able to be myself and someone comes up and asks me for a photo and i have a chat with them and they're like bro you're exactly the same as you're on instagram and mm-hmm. like fuck for, for me for me that's like the ultimate compliment because then i don't have to pretend to be someone else like i can go get fucking blind on the saturday and carry on on my thing because that's part of my like truth like
0: well that's I'm, true freedom right
1: that's true being exactly who you want to be is true freedom man and the and the reason why is so important because I make a fuckload of content and make it so often. Like, I don't want to get caught up on my words. So, if someone asks me a question, they're like, and, and they'll, like, oh, I heard you on a podcast and it was about six months ago and you said this, I'm like, yeah, I said it because that's my truth. And, and like, I don't have to try and think of like going, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, what, 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 what did I say? And I talk about this all the time. Like, podcasts are a great example. Like, say we've done an intro and you're like, this is Isaac, and he's great at marketing and he's a social media guru. You're just pumping me up. But then if you ask me a question about social media, And I fall into the narrative of your storytelling of like, oh, he's a guru, so I feel like I need to know the answer. But I didn't know the answer for me. I'll just go, bro, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Where a lot of people will go, oh, this is what you need to do, blah blah blah, and it just resonates with something. Like, you know, what I mean, it's just. just, I think it's just refreshing in the point where everyone's trying to be someone else.
0: Yeah, it's it's something I picked up on just then when you said that, though, is that you've got the identity of a learner, bro. Like you, you. uh, I've heard you say loads of times that you love picking up books and that you love learning new stuff. When you have that identity as someone who loves to learn, you're not trying to know it all.
1: It's Yeah, 100%. And that's the way you want to be. You want to be a student in life. There's a saying like once the fruit's ripe – all it can do is like be picked or rot you know what I mean so there's a saying you always want to stay green so you put yourself in these different situations and it's kind of hard at the moment because like like, I can get like 100 to 200 to 300 DMs a day and I'm always the point of reference of people going like fuck what do I do here what do I do here so it's easy for me to fall into a false sense of like knowledge and, and like Imagine someone keeps coming up asking for like, answers. You feel it Google. And if you've got some of the right answers, there's this false sense of like achievement or false sense of like you're actually smarter than fucking what you are. But then I, I'll put myself in situations. I'll one, listen to podcasts of people that are smarter than me. But two, fucking actually sitting down with people that are so much smarter than me and being the dumbest person in the room. And then you know what I do? You've heard me talk on this. I can fucking talk underwater. But I just shut the fuck up and listen. Like I, I just, I just go, yeah. I want to be the dumbest person in the room because it's just gonna carry me with them. Mm. So I, I sat with these guys a couple of weeks ago. They were like, no one was under like fifty-five years old, and the types of stories and the types of conversations were so fucking diverse. Like I felt like an idiot, but like I was happy to be there. And like, but I would have said the only words I said was, like, "Oh, but boys, you want to here? Like I was like the fucking waiter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was just happy to be in that conversation because it was so diverse and across a like everything, everything, bro. They've done everything in the world and they've got, they've got 30 years of experience on I me. Mean, who the fuck am I to sort of speak up and go, oh, man, do this, do that. Even though yeah. I could teach him a the thing of it too, about some of the stuff that's happening right now, but past, I don't want to hear that, bro. So we talk at, you talk about uncomfortable situations, put yourself in uncomfortable conversations as well.
0: Yeah, and and,
1: and a, a lot of those are around emotion as well. Like, like one of the most uncomfortable say, um, thing as a man is to go, bro, I'm struggling. Yeah. Like we're expected to go fuck. Like I know everything. I'm a man. I'm a, I'm a provider. Like I'll look after my family, but we fucking sh- struggle. And we, we, when we talk about emotion and guys, and especially in, in sports, like we, we praise aggression. We, we praise like excitement. We praise all that sort of stuff. But then if you're sad, if you're sulk, you're considered like a fucking sook. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's still emotions. All it is is a chemical drop in your body, reaction in a certain way, last 90 seconds, all this fucking scientific shit. But but why Why do we put so many these kind of emotions up on the pedestal and these ones down, bro? It's essentially exactly the same thing. Yeah. Why can't a guy talk about, like, fuck, bro, like, I'm struggling. Like that. It's sad. It's sad. And I grew up in Tone, bro. We had the highest suicide rate when I was growing up. Like, my mom's cut down. My mom works at a primary school. She's cut down people that have hung themselves on the flying fox when they could be standing up. Bro, right. and like uh, the sad thing is, is like suicide in, in New Zealand and, and where I come from. It's like, oh, he committed suicide. It's it's kind of like like just normal. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And and that's the sad thing that's sort of happening right now. So, um, uncomfortable. like sorry. The theme of I'm coming across this, and you've touched on it before. is uncomfortability like? put yourself in uncomfortable situations, uncomfortable conversations and have them in. Mm. And one of the hardest things to do is like pull up your mate and go, bro, are you okay? And oh, yeah, dig a little deeper, bro. Dig a little deeper.
0: Is that something that you've got better at over time? Like you said that at the start when you're having that tough time with YKTR uh, and you know, you were running the business from the PowerPoint downstairs and all that type of stuff. And you, you wouldn't reach out for help, but you frame that in a good way. Cause you were like, you're doing something wrong here and you're getting feedback to, to help you take the right, path forward but I know that for myself the biggest mistakes I've made in business the times where I've made the, the biggest errors is just from not being willing to be vulnerable and ask for help when it's been around me I' it's something I'm really conscious of and trying to get better at is that something that you've got better at over time?
1: Um, I think I've always had it in me cause I've, I've always, um, there's, there's this thing I sort of abide by is like the law of 33%. So hang around people that are like on the same level as you hang around like a third of your time on the same level, a third smarter and the third helping people. So the reason, one of the reasons I started the podcast is cause everyone was asking the same questions. So I'd answer these questions and then I was like, I'll oh, just go to the podcast cause one it will save me time Two, hang around people on the same level as me it's doing similar industry, similar numbers similar thought patterns and then hang around people that are smarter than me. And if you don't have those people like within your hometown or within the city that you are, you don't have access to them. It's books, it's fucking podcasts. Like the smartest people in the world have all written a fucking book and, and it's there in the library and all you have to do is kind of pick it up and you don't even have to do that. You go on Google, go fucking what's a book about business or what's the top 10 books about business and Fullman and podcast. So I really believe in that style of model of how you should live your life and and that's the one I sort of try to break away from is like, you don't use your same group of friends about like, ask about everything, you know what Man. I mean? And, and, and it hurts a lot of people because like, there's no point in me asking Corey about relationship advice because he's single. <laughs> he hasn't had a girlfriend since he was 17. So um, looking for someone who, who's in a great relationship and using them. I think we get in trouble of using the same groups for everything. And like, yeah, you know, bro. you know, you know, the uncle, everyone's got an opinion on real estate, but like, don't buy that, bro, don't buy that. And usually the uncle at the barbecue's got the biggest opinion, but he's never bought a house. And <laughs> <laughs> but then The thing is, people take on that advice. They're like, yeah. oh, he must know something because he's older than me. So finding people that, an in industry that you want to align yourself with and trying to get in front of them. Yeah,
0: crazy. I like it, man. I really like that um, 33% concept, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And the other one is that I've started to realize is like, you don't want to have too many friends. Like you want to know a lot of, you want to know a lot of people, help a lot of people, but you don't want to have too many friends, but what you do want you your friends to be like, um, what, like they enjoy training. They have high integrity. They're creative. They're like, um, uh, like great parents. Like, you know what I mean? They, they want to have these like kind of key characteristics about them that that's got a growth mentality about them. And like, say if you've got a friend and he covers like four or five of those like aspects that you're looking for in the person that's someone that's well diverse, someone that's fucking motivated. In, and like you try and latch onto those friends and try and be the best friend that you can because those types of people are going to help you out. And it was a saying that I remember reading early on. And it goes, uh, the person you are now, the person you're going to be in five years is the people you hang around with and the books that you read. Hmm. And like five years ago was 2015. And this is when I started thinking about YKTR. And and I was hanging around with Chico and Corey and they're my best mates now. And I've said this to their face, but like um, they weren't going to teach me anything. It was fucking fun. So what I used to do, as soon as I t- click on the TV remote and all the time, i would race upstairs and start reading books. And I was getting to a point where I was reading like two, three books like a week. Wow. Cause I wanted to double down, cause I was scared that like they were just my mates, cause they were fun. I didn't know about this law thirty three percent thing, but I was just going to go. Fuck, I'm wasting. I'm not. I'm wasting my time playing FIFA with you, where I could be upstairs learning. Yeah. And that was that was the trigger for me. Like turn on TV, everyone sit down for the night, and bro, that was me upstairs, like fucking read, 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 read. Didn't know it was going to be YKTR. Didn't know it was going to be podcasting, but I just knew. Fucking, I needed some stimulation through education in some way, shape, or form
0: yeah that's cool man i me and my brother used to always talk about it all the time that you know the old saying that you're know, the average of the five people you spend the most time that's around. that's
1: it bro that's it yeah.
0: but, but that was always used in the concept of money like your income is going to be directly proportionate to the five people you spend the most time around and we always use this was like going back a few years now but we we're always like what about the fucking happiness and the you know like the energy and the creativity and the fitness and like you're going to be the average of the five people that you spend the most time around that is not just an income bracket so why are we framing it up around, like, hang around rich people? Why not find people like you? Exactly what you're saying. The people
1: High that, integrity, yeah. Exactly, bro. Exactly.
0: What's yeah. your relationship with fear, bro? Like, you're someone who seems to just move fluidly through every situation. You made big decisions leaving, you know, the NRL. It's sort of like the height of your career. What's your relationship with fear?
1: <laughs> Very generous of that height of my career. <laughs> <laughs> um it's, it's it's the old age of like fear versus regret. Like, well, w- would you rather like face your fear or would you rather be old as fuck fucking regret it? Like these mm. things, these things like and regret, regret hurts a lot more than fear. Yeah, bro. Like this time, this times of like Gary V sees this all the time. Go talk to old people and see the regret in your eye and, and you can hear it. And it was this key. Um, I think about this a lot. I think about this a lot. I was about 23, 24 as one of our friends birthday. He's a football player. And, um, all of us were footy players, and one had just kind of been like put to the scrap heap, like without sounding rude. But he was a really good player, really good player. Everyone knew who he was. And I shook his hand, and he goes, Oh, hey, like he said his name, hey, I'm um, X. And he goes, Oh, you won't remember me anymore anyway, because I don't play football. And, like, the whole mood, the whole – and all of a sudden it's directly across from him, bro, and I was just like, fuck, I'm stuck here all night. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember after that dinner, I remember saying to Corazza, bro, make sure we never end up like that. Make sure we're not defined purely as a footballer. Like, Make sure we do all these other types of things. And and it was just, the, the, like, 24, bro, and he's saying that types of things. And he rocked up to work. I rocked up to dinner and it's like, high-vis and obviously just been working like a normal job. But that was, like, a key moment for me. I'm like, fuck. Shit, better start looking for some other stuff because I'm not passionate about football anymore. Like, mm. it's my job and I'm getting paid well, all that sort of shit. But I, I just knew, like, that was a fucking key moment for me, bro.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty powerful. I mean, the regret thing's super powerful, man. I've heard Gary talk about that heaps. And, like, it's one of those concepts that just sticks with you in the back of your head and it's a good one to hold on to. But what about, like, I've always been really fascinated in that transition from when you obviously had your injury, you started learning. Uh, you got interested in online business and stuff like that. How hard was that? Like, was that a hard decision to make? Because for me, uh, I probably did the opposite. I got into business uh, pretty much always been in, in some way, shape or form. But um, I probably always like underlying thing I never went for was I probably loved professional sport. And, and my thing was that I probably would have liked to have been a professional athlete of some sort. So when when I hear people like you who are like, I, I wasn't passionate about football, but I found my love in YKTR and in building businesses, which is so evident because you're so passionate about it. Was that a straightforward decision or like talk me through that?
1: Uh yeah, for me it was. For me, like um the thing the the thing that I fell into, which fucking took me longer to retire than what it actually had, I was saying this shit at twenty five. I'll send it to my friends and and like, oh, bro, don't quote footage. This is the best time of your life. And then when you go to season launches, there's that old guy who comes up and enjoy football now because it's the fucking best time of your life. And I used to just sit there and think, fuck, surely there's more than this. Like, is this that great for me? Like, i like, and then the transition for me, I just felt like something was pulling to me. Pulling me towards something else, and like I don't know if there's a science behind it or that airy fairy shit that you can talk on, and someone's probably got an opinion on that. But I just felt like I was getting pulled towards this other direction, and obviously through the back of injuries, I went to Manly. I knew I didn't want to play football anymore, but I was getting paid okay. I was only there for a year. Um, I told my in and nines, come back, play one game of reserve grade, and slap my peg. And um, I remember I walked into the change room like, and I, and I said it the first time I said it out loud. I was like, "Bro, I'm fucking done. I'm like, I'm, I'm over football." And uh, bro, I felt like I was went, I felt mm. so light. So I've got this fucking pain in my shoulder, like going like that. But I felt so light. It was the uh, first time I said it to myself, and it's probably the first. I've always kind of been self aware, but that was the first like thing of self aware of not caring what anyone else thought of me because I oh, actually giving up the dream. Like this is the dream you want to be an NRL player, and you've wanted it since you were a kid. And like even telling about my dad and that now, like. I was like, "Our oh, dad, like I'm done with footy. He's a footy head, loves it. And he goes, oh, like, are you going to play like anywhere else? Do you want to go to England? Could have gone to England, all that sort of shit. I was like, nah, nah, nah. It's just, like, it's just not for me. And obviously, mums are a little bit more caring. They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just want you to be happy and, and do all that sort of shit you want to do. This is my, my, my dad, like fucking, I'm so grateful that I had him, but sort of clueless about anything that I do right now. Like he sees the vlogs every now and then. I was at back home at Christmas and he goes, oh, are you still doing that um, that clothing thing? <laughs> like, yeah, like, good, bro, fine. <laughs> so, you know, dads, are just like, he just wants to like, watch footy and go fishing and look after his grandkids. i go, so, um, like, yeah, bro, make your moves out here, baby, fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that, that transition's always interested me just because it seemed like, like people struggle to make decisions. I've, I've struggled massively with big decisions and like sit on them too long. And I think there's just so much power in making fast decisions and getting on with it. Did, like, what's your like? What's your definition of success then? Because like, to have had a high-paying job and like you said, like you know, people say that footy's the dream. But you, for you to be aware that it wasn't your dream in that moment, you obviously had like a slightly different lens on success than what most people do. Like, what's your definition of success now? Like, what does that mean to you?
1: That you know, that first ten seconds in the morning when you wake up. Are you excited or you're not? And then fucking that's it. Like, the thing I love about holidays is you don't actually count the days. you like, you can't. So you go to Bali, you're like, oh, fuck, we flew in like three nights ago. So we've got another four nights. Like That's what my life's like now. Like, like I wake up at 4.30 because I'm excited. Like, I'm like, shit, let's go. Like, that's it, bro. That's it. Like, am I excited to get up? Am I not? And that's it. 10 seconds in the morning, do I want to roll back over, go to sleep, or do I want to fucking get up and do fucking something? And that's it, bro. And that's it. That's the easiest form of success and my easiest definition I can think of because it's so true to me.
0: Yeah, I love that, man. That's powerful. Let's talk about business, bro, because I think you've got an incredibly good business mind, creative mind. Like, There's what you've been able to do and the way that you've been able to do it is just, it's inspirational, but there's there's a lot of, uh, I think, obviously, you get a lot of credit for the 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 mind that you do have when it comes to business. But I think it's powerful to dive into that. Cause right now this it's so important for people to be making the right moves in 2020.
1: Yeah, uh, do you know what, do you know what? But I get, I get way too much credit than I actually deserve in terms of being a businessman. Cause I'm only really good at marketing and branding. Like that's where my strength lies. If right. I'm fucking smart in terms of op- operational, I should have my next fucking 10 collections mapped out. I should be looking at numbers. Like, uh, my mind doesn't gravitate towards numbers. I can understand the P sheet and customer acquisition costs and lifetime of value of the customer. Like I know all that stuff, but mm. my mind goes towards creativity. Like or yeah. my mind goes towards marketing, or my mind goes towards storytelling. So, in theory, because I'm at the top of this like little YKTR thing that we're going on over here, and, and I'm the point of it, like I get a lot more credit of being a better business person than I actually am. Where I sat down with Pip Edwards yesterday, and she was saying shit in this industry. I, like I didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. Yeah, right. I, I should know that. I should know that. But um, like I, I'm good at certain things and in, in, within this business, but I'm not. I'm not the complete businessman. I get a lot more credit than I probably deserve.
0: So would you say that that's been some of the biggest errors that you've made? Then is not not uh, playing into your strengths within business, and then outsourcing the other stuff. Or like, what are some of the biggest mistakes you've made growing YKTA?
1: Um, I'm not, not understanding like what a proper profit margin is and, and trusting too many people. Cause bro, like if someone wants a chance here, like I'll give them a chance and, and like, oh, bro, like margins and, and, and like, I'm about speed. I was like, fuck, get that stuff on the plane, get it over here, land it here. I can sell it. Like, don't, like give me, don't get me wrong. I can fucking sell shit. I say that to people all the time, Like give me something, <laughs> I can, I'll sell it for you. I'm not into sales. I'm into branding and marketing. I can tell a story around it. But then like you're getting on stuff onto planes and increase like cost and, and, and you're paying in US fucking dollars and, and and COVID crashes. So instead of paying X for a t shirt, you're paying this and like I don't really like, I should pay attention to that stuff a lot more. And then like here, here's the fucking biggest lesson I've learned. We started up a brand called Tech Project last year, it was sort of based around sports. We're going super high technical with all the fabrics and all this sort of stuff like that. And we're making them for uh, probably the double of the amount of what we're making our normal stuff for super technical, like heaps of detailing, but we had these windbreakers, but you could turn them into a bag and shit like that. <laughs> and what I didn't do is I fell into social, like my social consciousness was going, oh, if we're selling YKTR this, I wanted to double in theory of back of business. I should have been, like the price point should have been double just off, off operating off the margins that we weren't last minute pulled it back into the same prices. So I'm paying a double the cost, but selling at the same mm-hmm. price and then there's no fuck or margin to sort of grow the business. So, and we put out two collections, we still made okay money, but we kind of just broke even. And I was just, and everyone's like, where's tech project going? And I was like, fucking price it at the wrong point. So we're out of business. <laughs> 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 that, that, that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned, bro. Fucking operating a yeah. profit margin.
0: <laughs> that's cool uh what about branding bro you talk about it a lot but uh it's it's so so important personal branding and branding and just like getting um building something more like i feel like a lot of the online landscape is just tactics like it's people just bolting tactics on to the end and growth yeah, exactly like trying <laughs> to find buzzwords trying yeah. to find the headline that works or the facebook copy the ad strategy or the template or, and it's all surface level shit but you speak a lot about branding. Can you speak to that? What what should people be focusing on moving forward in 2020 in terms of building brand?
1: Um, I think building brand comes with time and slowly and, and and it comes with like reply. Like people will go to me, oh, bro, how, how can I work on my brand? But they show me their fucking T-shirts and that. And they're like, bro, I'm like, bro, a fucking T-shirt's a T-shirt. Like, <laughs> oh, nah, I've got this new font and this new design and like I look at it and it's oh, all right, all right. But branding is, is the thing that will get businesses through covid branding is a thing that you can buy the exact same fucking purse but girls will spend two and a half thousand on it instead mm-hmm. of like fifty dollars of probably what it's made for um but in terms of branding i feel like moving forward and if you want to start a business if you don't have nostalgia or history within say clothing for example um if you come into this clothing industry you're going up against people like us like we we're, we're Providing so much fucking valuable content mm. for the end consumer, we just sell clothes as a byproduct of that. Yeah, and that's our brand. Our brand philosophy, and I'm going to fucking plaster it up on the wall. Is I want to make the most valuable content. Period. Don't get out work, and that's it. Like I don't like we'll make clothes, but our sales funnel looks like that. So we, yeah. we're getting all these fucking people into our sales funnel, moving down like that. We just our bottom bottom of the funnel product is actually just clothes, and we mm. can pivot that in any way, shape, or form. So uh, the way I see branding is the most important thing that i've seen in the off the back of yktr there was this girl late teens maybe early 20s um she got a yktr hoodie for her birthday and she'd wanted it for ages opened it up bro started crying and i've just gone before like, bro you're only making a fucking t-shirt it doesn't matter but how someone feels when they actually wear that hoodie fuck that's the point of difference and if right now we want to know who runs the business so you look at yktr I runs the business. You know what I mean? Like he, I know what he's about. I've got three years of content that I can go back and look into where you walk into, say a store like general pants. mean um, men usually just buy out of habit. Like walk in, like, Oh fuck, I've bought these jeans before. Let me get them again. Like, I, oh, yeah, I've worn rang them up. Like, We're creatures of habit. But I've asked the question of like, next time you go into general pants, look around. Like How do you feel when you actually wear that product? And that's what I'm trying to change around branding. You're trying to, and trying to humanize your product in some way, shape or form. So you can get that moment when someone opens up a white ATO hoodie and she starts crying or, or um, you have to humanize your brand. And, and like I said, if you're coming into this industry, you guys going to come up against like guys like us, like not to sound cocky, go, I'll oh, fucking help you all you want. Like, But then the same thing, like we're still in like a little bit of competition. I can show yeah, you how to sure. fucking do it, but it's going to be whoever makes the best content and win. And I feel like how people talk about your brand behind your back when you're not in front of them is super important. And, I thought like we've got a great fan base at the moment. It's one we've worked through. It's one I'm proud of.
0: Yeah, man, you should you be. Should. I mean, you've absolutely led the way there and like, it's so, it, it's interesting because I think I've heard you reference it before. You say like when a lot of other clothing brands and you pick it up, it's just like a catalog because there's nothing to it. Whereas like with you guys that you feel it like, I feel like, you know, chatting to you today, I feel like I've known you for years, like <laughs> because essentially I have, you know, and, and it's, Ooh. it is, it is about that humanization and, getting that human connection. But I think a lot of, uh, maybe a lot of the fear with that as well is that there's a lot of accountability with that because.
1: That's what you, that's what you want. You want like the, re- the reason why people don't lose weight on their own is because they've got no one to be accountable to. Mm-hmm. That's why PTs are still in, um, in business. That's why gyms are still in business. You want, 100%. you want to be accountable. Like we dropped these mystery boxes two weeks ago. I fucked them up big time. Like well, I over underdelivered. under delivered. Next day, I saw exactly where I'd fucked up. Straight on camera. Hey, guys, this is, we put out these mystery boxes, but this is my fault. Give me four or five days. I can fix it. And it cost us like tens of thousands of dollars mm. of like refunds and, and stuff like that. And it was a massive mistake, but that's what you want you want the accountability like if, if you want to be the face of your business and you get all the fucking praise and go fuck i asked you the fucking greatest entrepreneur but you, you i look up to you and all that sort of shit you got to cop that other stuff as well when things aren't going wrong as well so if you're yeah. at the top of the pyramid, you can't go like oh cory cory fucking fuck this up that's on you so there's that double edged like there's the both sides of it as well so if, if you want the praise and i don't live for praise as well uh, and, and you're going to get bagged as well it's just the way life works like well, they're up there's a down and like i heard denzel washington say like if you want to play in the rain you got to deal with the mud as well yeah, so yeah. and i i enjoy those moments because we talk about uncomfortableness in this um podcast a lot but that's where you grow and mm-hmm. then we're going to build a business model actually around mystery boxes now because that was such a success and we've seen where our fuck-ups were so we're like oh that was fucking mad so i know how to fix this next time watch us next time we'll, we'll fly
0: yeah, nice. What about speed, bro? That's another another major factor in getting going and doing anything. Like even putting this podcast together, I, the last two weeks I've been banging out interviews, uh, and you've been in the back of my mind because you do, you seem to get so much done in a day. But I, like, I'll, I'm a, I'm too slow to get it out. Like I, I have built up the first ten episodes. I'm dropping it this week but like speed's so important. How the fuck do you get so much done and how do you execute so fast on everything then?
1: Uh, by one, being exactly who I am so I don't have to fucking second guess the content that I put out. Uh, two, I've kind of got a team underneath me now that can definitely help out with that sort of stuff as well. Um, just, bro, honestly, because I know exactly who I am, exactly the words that are going to come out of my mouth, I don't have to fucking sit there and think about like, Oh, oh, what did I say? Third minute and 40 seconds, you know what I mean? Mm. And you've spoke with Rands, and Rands is, bro, Rands flew over here last year just to hang out with me. Yeah, and fuck, like, but he needed to fucking kick up the ass because he moves too slow. So he moves a lot quicker now. And the best example of Rands that I can give you is the food truck. Mm. Like, he was talking about this food truck for ages, right? He's just going, oh, food truck. He kept telling me about it. I was like, bro, let's just fucking do it today. (laughs) So, uh, but I put out this video. I'm not saying this is because of me. He deserved everything he gets. Like, there's no, uh, any part of his success, there's no credit to me towards what's this, uh, whatsoever. But, boom. Hey, hey, my friend Rand, he's done a podcast straight away, uh, podcast back in the day. He's about to put this um, van together, and I feel like he's going to change people's lives. Like, people talk about GoFundMe. They're always trying to solve problems with it, not trying to, um, like, be proactive with it. And I feel like he's going to be the guy. It's going to change people's lives. It's going to save people's lives. And he do, does it by giving out food and, and fucking just put this thing straight off the top of my head, put it out, bro. He made his like 20K in like eight hours or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going, bro, you should have fucking done that. Like, and like, he thought I was going to give him a pat on the back. I was like, fuck, you should have done that like six months ago. Fucking too slow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so me and Rand suck a lot and all is like, he knows me pretty well now. And then we hung out a couple of times and it's all about speed, bro, because what happens is if you get too caught up on a piece of content and it doesn't fire, you're like, Oh shit. Like, should I be mm-hmm. podcasting or should I be, Oh, that I thought that photo was going to fire, or I thought that vlog was going to like get it, like a million views. But when you fast and you don't really think about the past, like I've done six mm-hmm. podcasts today, probably get on the file, just go bang, 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 bang. Cause you know what? I'm going to fucking make another podcast tomorrow. Cause it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> or, or, or like our, our content philosophy here at YKTR is minimum of six pieces of content a day. Like, do you I know, mean? People say like, "Oh, that's a lot of content." I was like, "No, nah, it's not," because fucking doing all this stuff, and we don't overthink it. Like, I write my captions wrong all the time, and like, "Hey, you spelt there wrong. That's the wrong there." Like, yeah, cool. <laughs> don't worry, bro. You're gonna get another four pieces of content in your face pretty <laughs> soon. So.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's that's really important. What about goal setting, bro? You, how do you navigate your life you, in business and personal? Like, one thing that I struggle with with goal setting is not paralyzing you. I'm a big thinker naturally. Like I always have had big ambitions, but I feel like a lot of the time I've been hamstrung by that because uh, I probably thought too big and not maybe been humble enough to act in the moment from where I was at. How do you approach goal setting for your life and your business?
1: Um, it's Fucking bro. It changes like every six months. Eh? Like I'll read a new book and like it changes my philosophy on it. Like I've gone through phases where, um, I've set goals and every time I come to work, I write down the exact same goals again. I have goals around finance. I have goals around YKTR. I have goals around personal branding. Um, and like that that works. Like fucking writing something down every single mm. day and it has to be on pen and paper. Eh? Do, do you find that?
0: Bro, <laughs> I've got pads of <laughs> shit written all over the place. I cannot do it digitally.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't work. I think just the history of a phone hasn't been around a long, long enough for our brain to concept it. But um, I've gone through that phase. I've gone through like the atomic habits phase where mm. why people fail goals is because um, there's an end to it. So the goal shouldn't be to run a marathon. The goal should be to become a runner. Mm. The goal shouldn't be to finish a book. The goal to, should be to become a writer. Yeah. And you do those little habits every single day. So that's, that's sort of changed my philosophy on that as well. But um, bro, I don't, I, I don't have the answer for it. I've tried a bunch of different things and they've, they've all kind of worked. It's like a diet, bro. Like, um, like they bro, all work
0: in some way. It's just... They
1: all work. You just you just got to stick to one and, and and use it. There's not the right answer for it. Like a paleo diet works for certain people because they can stick to it because it's easier. Vegan works for someone. Like, fucking bro, you could eat whatever you want. And I think subconsciously the discipline of it is, is where the benefits come from. It's not so obviously there's science behind it, like the biology and all that sort of shit and chemistry that goes through your body, through all the types of food, but it's more so that you get the results off the back of discipline more so than um, the act itself. And I, that's what I genuinely believe.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Uh, that comes from um, one of the main points to take out of that Atomic Habits book was the systems behind the goals, right? Uh, and not being systems- so... Not being systems so
1: goal oriented systems. System. It, yeah, bro. Systems are so important. And like you read that and you sort of step back and look at your business and just it's just a lot more efficient. Like I, I like you know I've come through that Gary fucking school of like work ethic, but I used to find and I used to find it's hard to do. Like once I'd done my goals for the day or, or my to do list uh, for the day, um, like I'll just say I was done by nine thirty. I got in here at seven, it's done by nine thirty. I used to find it hard to walk away from the office. I'm like, fuck, Well, like, what else can I do? What else can I do? And I, like, I'll be in the office till 9 o'clock, but I haven't done fucking all. Like, fuck all. Like, I've just been sitting there trying to look hectic on Instagram. <laughs> 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 oh, like Gary V said you have to be in the office for this long. But the people that I admire now are the ones that can get like maximum results in, in, in a shorter period of time. So imagine like if you looked at someone that hustled all their fucking day and got this result, but then someone spent half the time there and got double the results like who would you admire like mm-hmm. we put too much emphasis on work ethic and now and there's an element of that you do have to go through to get started but like fuck i'm looking at that guy that's fucking at the beach but he just made <laughs> double the money again oh <laughs> shit fuck how did he do that and it comes off the back of systems bro yeah
0: 100 percent. how do you balance that bro because you you obviously have that work ethic and that drive and you you put the hours in but you seem to have a pretty good balance between having fun and and doing business as well talk to that for a bit because I think that's lost a lot in the entrepreneurial landscape. Like I think people hear a Gary Vee and they take it too literally and just follow like that to a T and then forget to have a life as well. Yeah, uh, it's a, how, do, it's a, how do
1: you balance it it's a tricky question because like this is fun to me like this is this is what i find fun like if like, i'll come in here saturday sunday like my missus mm-hmm. will put me back home but because i actually enjoy this like oh but I, I want to come to work and i want to do some work and i want to provide content so that's the correlation of like are oh, you balancing fun and and business but for me it's just like that it's, it's like, all the same fucking, yeah. bro it looks exactly it looks exactly the same to me so it's kind of hard to outwork someone that 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 um, that's finding this fun, like it just doesn't feel like
0: a job to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> a really really key point there. Like the, the, but what I mean by that is that, like you seem to build other stuff into your like, like even you know going and jamming a game of ball um, in your lunch break and like you know doing other things that light you up and give you energy, and that that all correlates. Like I remember I did a Brendan Bouchard course a few years ago around high performance, and it was like the four fundamental drivers uh, for human happiness and performance were novelty, so new and novel things in your day and if you think about the average person's day they typically do the same thing day in day out with very little novelty so how much novelty are you building in how much social connection are you building in or are you just sitting in your own world and how deeply are you connecting with people um how much challenge have you got like on a daily basis are you stretching and playing outside of your comfort zone uh and what was the last thing creative expression was the fourth one and it was like basically if you build those four things into your day not only do you become the highest performer but you become the happiest version of yourself and i feel like when I watch your days through Instagram, and it is through Instagram, feel like you sort of tick those boxes every day, maybe without realising it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Just like I, I do love the diversity of my days. And like, say today, like I, I am um, six hours of podcast this morning, a little bit of admin work to do, on to go, try and buy some fucking sports cards. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that shit's fun to me. Like it used to be basketball because there's an element of competition with it. So. I think I use basketball as like, fuck, like I just want that little bit of competition between my teammates and like I'm better than Chico at basketball, but I'm not better than um, Corey at basketball. So there's that element of like, I can still beat someone, but I still need to beat someone else as well. There's still someone ahead of me that I do need to get better of, and I will watch YouTube clips on basketball. Shit like this. <laughs> but then we've got this card gang at the moment. So we're talking about sports cards. There's about 15 of us and it's just a one-up battle like, fuck, I just pulled this card and it's worth like fucking 1500 So there's that element of juice around there as well. But then in saying that, it just gives me content to fucking provide. So yesterday I put up a post going, hey, guys, if you're doing card breaks, take your business below. And then like, that's just content for me because what mm. that might bring people into the system and they're like, it's going to get colder sooner or later. I need a hoodie. Where am I going? Like ATR. Yeah, yeah. So there's an element of strategy behind it, but it's purely authentic. It's just stuff I want to do in the day. And like I love basketball at the moment. I love basketball cards at the moment. I love coming to work. So it just kind of meshes into this one day of looks cooler on Instagram. And, and <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it's just so my life. Man. It's just my life.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, uh, that's a really important point of building a personal brand though. Cause it's your unique footprint, right? It's like there's no one else can replicate that. It's also one of those things where like, I think, and i'm finding it now like i'm just like just starting to build a personal brand like as of now jumping in doing podcasting like right I'm gonna gonna go for this
1: you're gonna be good but i can just sense it like i talk to a lot of people i feel like you're gonna be really really good and i can just see it like the, oh, i really smart, appreciate it smart
0: yeah thanks man i appreciate that um yeah it's just one of those skills but i'm well aware that i'm at the first step and it's a skill that i want to develop and i want to get and i'm gonna i'm gonna put all the time into getting good at it like um
1: but, you know, do, you, do you know what, because obviously you're smart and you can talk about business and you can talk about like courses and stuff you're taking and stuff like that. But what makes you relatable is the stuff that you do outside of that. And mm-hmm. that's the thing I love about sports. The thing I love about basketball, I'll never watch a whole game of basketball, but fuck, I want to know what LeBron's up to a, in yeah. Monday to Friday. So the reason why I've been able to build a personal brand or whatever the fuck you want to call it is because like I'll show like, oh, I spilled a coffee today. i like, oh, fuck, that's a <laughs> bit of content. Like that makes me a little bit more real. Oh, what am I eating? What, bacon and eggs? I have scrambled eggs sometimes. People go, "Oh, what kind of eggs you have? Are they scrambled?" And <laughs> oh, shit like that. So it just makes me super relatable. Just because you want to be the business guy or, or, or personal brand guy and talk about certain things doesn't mean you can be all these other things as well. It's like this mm. balance, and I think you just start tapping into all these other different areas, and you find like, "Oh, have you heard ISIS podcast?" Or have you heard and like, "Oh, he's into sports
0: cards and and like shit like that." And it,
1: I don't know, it's just, just, just the way to do it. And you can provide a fuckload more content when, you, when you're when you talking about your interests as well.
0: Oh, 100%, man. Yeah, and it's just, it's exactly that. I feel like when you try and go out and you just build around like expertise or something, you become one-dimensional and it's going to get stagnant at some point. Yeah, people don't, I- people don't just want that. Like they want an interesting character around it. And if you're just yourself, then you're going to have more success, which is why I brought that up earlier around your authenticity and stuff. Because um, I just feel like, if there was one attribute that I was going to pick out of you out of the way that you've built your brand and and apply it to myself, I would want it to be that.
1: Mm. Yeah. Like I said before, you said this is one of the hardest things to do is to be authentic into, into social media
0: age. I think, fuck, this is the
1: easiest thing to do. You don't have to be anyone else, but then, obviously it depends how you've grown up and how what you, do you care what people think of you and there's all this fucking like shit that you can go <laughs> on but essentially at the end of the day when i go to sleep i'm thinking like fuck have i been myself have i helped people um and then it helps with insomnia bro. when you are yourself <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> bro, <laughs> get in bed go oh, fuck get me to sleep because i'm ready to go tomorrow
0: <laughs> it's cool man hey we're, we're charging through. I've got a couple more questions for you. I do want to be respectful of your time, bro. This nah, bro
1: I've got bro. Like I said, bro, I'm getting sports cards after this. So oh, man. I can ask me what you want, bro.
0: Oh, On the sports cards, man, I, I, I collected hard when I was a kid and like had folders full of awesome cards. And it's coming back around. I've been watching Last Dance. I <laughs> got, in touch, got in touch with my mom last week and I was like, mom, where are those sports cards that I had when I was a kid? And she's like, oh, I think they're in the storage container. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I tried to throw them out when I was a teenager because I didn't want them. And she's like, pretty sure I kept them. And I was like, "Oh, give me the keys to the storage container. I've got to go down and try and try and dig them out." And I went down on the weekend and tried to dig them out, and I couldn't find them. Eh? So I'm hoping they're tucked away somewhere. <laughs> uh,
1: it's, nah, think about that era. It's kind of like the junk wax era. So there was kind of too much um, supply and not enough demand. So obviously, when Jordan comes through, they've seen a spike in in the upper decks and, and tops chrome. So all these fucking fake companies just started bulk printing uh michael jordan cards so kind of yeah. got them um they're not as valuable as as what people think and it's probably one of my most common dms like people flicking through all these cards and a lot of them are only worth like a dollar or two dollars but then in saying that i've seen a guy pull out eleven thousand dollar us card so
0: that'd, be, <laughs> that'd be handy eh, hey, bro oh, i would be good if a few of those tucked away in the storage unit <laughs> take out the office right <laughs> yeah Hey, what's what are your goals for YKTR and for yourself moving forward, bro? Like, what what's the vision? Like, where where are you headed? Are you just happy? You seem so content and happy, but like, what are you trying to achieve, man?
1: Um, I think last year I tried to go too wide for a lot of different things, have a little bit of success, started to feel myself a little bit too much, and I like, go oh, fuck. Let me start a project. Let me start this. Let me start that. So I think my biggest strength is like ideas and like starting something, but then it's also my biggest weakness as well. So I took my eye off like ATR as well. So understanding that um, in terms like, about, uh, uh, Fucking, um, I want to provide the most valuable content and, and if we sell the most amount of clothes off the back of that, then it's probably well-deserved. I want um, if I'm thinking long term like I don't want to do that like, I know it happens and brands go in cycles and they'll go out and come back in and you look at like champion and you look at these brands that we used to wear as kids and
0: yeah,
1: yeah. and uh, go like that Like, but I just don't want to be defined as the YKTR clothes guy like you know I mean I think I'm bigger than that and they come from a uh, conversation I had with Mark Boris. so uh, he goes oh, is all you want to do is, is um, run a clothing brand <laughs> And at the time I was going, oh, fuck, <laughs> I thought I was going good here and you <laughs> got someone that's fucking sold a business for 500 million and he's asking you a question like that and it gets your mind wandering. So I moved towards YKTR Sports and, and like, I didn't want to be that guy. What I was doing with why I started YKTR Sports, I was that guy that was talking shit on podcasts. Like, you know, if if, you can't, if you're not going to do anything about it, don't fucking say it on social media. Mm-hmm. Don't say it on Twitter. And I, bro, I was that guy where I was just going, fuck, I hate the media because they, they're portraying players in a certain way. And like, I, kept, uh, I heard myself back one time. I was like, bro, I sound like the biggest fucking hater. Like if you ain't gonna do something about it, like shut the fuck up. So and that's why I started YKTR Sports to sort of break down that sort of wall between players and fans, and fans to play and build a different type of culture around it. And it's not a great fucking business model. It's made fucking zero dollars. So, um, but in terms of relevance and culture, and sort of helping people, it's something I'm really really proud of as well. So mm-hmm. there's that element of it as well. Um, kind of wanna be the best podcaster in Australia. Uh, I wanna be like the guy that like I mean, if someone lands in the country, they. Ice, ice is the podcast they jump on I am gonna be that guy really get a kick out of it but you know what's really driving me at the moment bro dms like people me, go, mm. bro you've changed my life bro you like that's it bro that's fucking i've had eight people go oh, contemplated suicide your podcast has helped me through like bro that starts to get like a little bit deep and you don't know what to say um one of the first podcasts i did i talked to travis young and he went through rehab we've, mm. um, we've had about Eight people going to rehab over in Thailand because of that podcast. Wow. But you know what I mean? Like this sort of stuff of like hundred people over a hundred people started clothing brands, started podcasts. Uh, that type of impact is fucking really important to me, bro. And like sports cars, for example, like I drove traffic towards the sports page for a while and like bro, they're selling out in like two, three minutes now. Like yeah, that type of leverage. That type of leverage is fucking like, and not expecting anything from these guys as well. Like, they sent me a box of cards. I'm like, yeah, fucking sick. Like, I love this. Um, I don't know, bro. I don't. Like, I don't have the proper answer for you, but I don't know. I feel. I feel like I can do some good things and help a lot of people, bro. And and I think with age comes responsibility, and I feel mm-hmm. like that's going to be one of my responsibilities helping people whether it be intentionally or unintentionally and and that's what gets me flowing in like those dms bro like you changed my life you change my life fuck it it's euphoric and you want more of it and you try and provide more content so you can get a few more of those whether it's daily whether it's one a week whether it's fucking 100 a week and going through different phases of it it's fucking mad bro it's it's the best feeling
0: yeah yeah I, i can imagine bro like it's um it's that whole thing of like you know life's life's better when it's in service of others right
1: Mm-hmm. It's just uh, if you want to talk about business it's a great marketing tool as well <laughs> <laughs> if you help someone they're going to support your business and, yeah. uh, But I'm not doing it for that because I, I get guys who go bro fuck I hate your clothes I'd never wear it but I love your podcast and, and you, you, I drive to work and I listen to your podcast every day and like, that's, bro that's a win for me man because mm. when someone comes up to you in the pub and you go bro can I buy you a beer fuck you fucking know if you can buy me a beer <laughs> I love the <laughs> podcast I love the content so. get yeah look li- Free beers and DMs, bro. That's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's the future. Yeah. Talk, let's talk briefly about the, um, the media, the sports media, because that's something that's fast. I'm a huge, I'm a sports fanatic, bro. Um, big NRL fan, big rugby fan, uh, any sport, basically. Love combat sports. But I just, and, and having always had, uh, I guess, a lens of marketing and, and you know, some sort of business background, um, I have always never understood the fact that athletes didn't understand the leverage that they had. I just like, it has never made sense to me, but it feels like that tide's turning in a big way. And you've been Uh, a, you've been a real voice for that. But there's guys like Artie and people like that who are starting to really step up and actually understand (laughs) their value. And the fact that when you have attention, you can do anything. 100%
1: 100% and that's what like you're a market like we're marketers that's what we're chasing we want attention
0: because exactly. we're like but those guys know? have got it bro like those guys have got fucking a couple hundred thousand eyeballs minimum like without having to you know that they've just already got that if they can bolt it back into that or or take advantage of the front end of that and, and really double down on it man that the, it's unbelievable what those guys can create in a short period of time
1: it's, it's, it's going to change and it's going to change quickly and it's going to change heavily. And, and like, like a lot of people credit me for that. And like, I don't know if that's all on me, and, but it's something I'm super proud of. My legacy mm. from playing rugby league is the fact that I used to play rugby league and I've been able to transition and use what fuck all leverage I had at the start to build whatever I have. And bro, like, bro, I'll get, bro, Artie flew over to come hang out with me. Like, I'll get fucking All Blacks coming out. Kalen Ponga, he's probably the most marketable yeah, guy. Yeah, sure he texts me like he goes you shouldn't give me your number because i'm just gonna piss you so like i've got i've got these guys like coming through and asking me questions and i want to help them as much as i fucking can and and because i understand that and like it's a culture that we need to change and the reason why i started yktr sports is um like rugby league i love rugby league the product is is not the problem so you got all these shows like controversy corner nrl 360 all they do is bag the product Mm. when you look at mcdonald's like how often have they changed the Big Mac in the, in the course of their whole yeah. career? Fucking never. Yeah. You don't. You don't need to change the product. The product's good. They're making up fucking rules out of nowhere, like a twenty forty, like all this sort of stuff. What 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 needs to change is the storytelling around that actual product itself to make it seem more appealing. But see, the tough thing about it here in Australia and what's happening with rugby union because it's held in a different kind of pedigree, um, like white collar, like private school. Yeah. We, we, we abide by this like code of ethics. And it's sort of similar around the All Blacks as well. They're not yeah, allowed to sure. do certain things, you know what I mean? But what it does, um, they're not front of mind over here. Like, obviously, the Wallabies aren't as good as the All Blacks and they don't have that brand. But if someone had a gun to my head right now, bro, and they go, fucking name me five Wallaby players, I'll oh, go on. See you later. Last <laughs> project, go on. YKTR, gone like, Because I, I couldn't name you five Wallabies and they're not, they're not transitioning with the times in terms of social media reason I love basketball never watch a full game of basketball is everything around basketball is fucking mm. cool LeBron's fucking cool like yeah. when they walk in and they've got their own style bro what are those shoes and it's the MJ effect
0: totally like,
1: what, what was he He's wearing in the Jordan 3's when he won the slam dunk competition fuck I want Jordan 3's bro and it's that marketing style around it and we're lucky in league because we've kind of got the personalities around it that can actually grow the game it's a little bit more rough around the edges it's a little bit more blue collar and something really proud of And and like Matty Johns show like stuff like that, super funny. And we, where you listen to rugby union shows over here, it's got uh, Phil Coons. Robbie, Phil Coons, <laughs> is that his name, bro. Talking about fucking scrums, bro. Talking about scrums. He goes, oh, I love when you get into that first scrum and you just the collision and gosh, fucking shut the fuck up, bro. No one going cares about rugby scrums, but this is where the culture's changing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, right, bro. Yeah, no, I just it's a hundred percent accurate. It's ridiculous when you put it like that, but <laughs> it is what it is.
1: And and what you'll find, I think I think rugby league and rugby union is gonna to move towards like a highlights type of sport. Like how many people it'd be interesting to see the playthrough rate of a full sport game and people that actually pay attention to it, where mm-hmm. instead of focusing on the eighty minutes, what a lot of people are doing, fuck, what's happening from Monday to like what's happening Monday to Friday? And this is what I explained to Artie, bro. Artie Bro, people want to know how you train. People want to know what you eat for fucking breakfast. People want to know what you eat dinner before a game. People want to know what you're thinking. And Artie's smart. Like, he, he'll he come over here, do the stuff, and he'll go back and actually put it into like, action. Mm. You know what I mean? And, like, he's got his own clothing brand, and, and he started his own podcast. And it's just going to be the way forward. And TJ Peronara, he's in our car game, bro. He started up a card business, like, two weeks ago. And, 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 like, I really admire those guys that do have access to me on a personal level and will actually maximize that leverage and not go, hey, I was back only hit me up when collections are dropping. Hey bro, fuck bro, I hope the family's been well. Fuck you've never met my mum. Like, <laughs> what do you know about my family? So those guys that really have access to me and maximise that leverage in some way, shape, or form and actually use it like oh fucking he's given me the template, I'm just gonna copy it. I've given I've given them all the programs, all the data, all this sort of stuff like that that they can use. Um and actually implement it by the guys that's gonna win. And like TJ's got a bit of wits about him, um Aaron Smith's in our crew as well. Artie, Artie's probably like leading the way for this. So, oh, bro, it's going to change, man. It's going to change. And I think it's going to happen quick because if it doesn't, oh, I can see you later, bro. See you later.
0: Oh, bro, it's, cha- it's changed massively already. Like the last 12 months, huge. It's but, huge, yeah,
1: bro. It's huge, it, yeah.
0: It's just fascinating to watch. I've just never understood because exactly what you said there, like people have only ever seen the front end of the players. Like you've only ever had the media interviews. You've only ever had access to the, the limited access that the brand wanted you to have and it's all the same shit like they all say the same thing it's all scripted but they're such interesting individuals and lives behind the scenes but like none of them have shown that up until now like mm. <laughs> which is insane in 2010 me and like a couple of other people we actually did a thing with um telecom where we went on tour with the all blacks for three months and um did media stuff bro. the whole goal of it was to show the human side of the all blacks before the World Cup to try and build like support. And so we took them out every week. We'd do public appearances with them. We'd take them like tank driving. We recorded songs. We fucking, what else do we do? Like went curling down in Dunedin uh, and just like tried to get out and have fun with them as people. And there was a camera crew there and it was called Backing Black. And uh, basically it was just to show the All Blacks as people. And that was kind of like at the time I was like, oh yeah, it's moving now. And that was. Ten years ago, ten years, and ago. like mm-hmm. it got scrapped. The year of the World Cup, the telecom cut funding to it, but like it. And at that time, I was like, "Ah!" Oh, it gave me an insight into it. it like, "Oh yeah, everyone wants to see who the people are behind behind the player," you know. And then just nothing happened for that entire time. And it feels like right now they're like going, "Oh shit, we've got leverage. We're people are interested, and it's bigger than the game. We're bigger than we're more important than the game, and we're more than just a rugby player." And that's fucking cool, man.
1: Hundred mm, percent, and like you got to think about All Blacks' point of view. Like they've got a massive brand to protect, and like they've been synonymous with success. They got the highest win rate ever, like out of any fucking team in the whole wide world. It's like ninety two, ninety three percent. So they might see these things as like and inter- like trying to interrupt the patterns of what's been successful in the past. Mm. And Ali sort of talked about that as well, where um they kind of got in trouble, not in trouble for vlogging, but there's like when you see All Blacks, you just see winners, you see success, and they've done things for a certain amount of time that's got them results and it's almost like why would you change as well? But then like bro, like over here, like rugby union, but you and Sydney, but you'd have to flip ten pages back to read a rugby union article. Yeah. And they're bro, they're just falling by the wayside and like um like I enjoy rugby. I enjoy watching rugby. But like I said, bro, I could not name five wallabies right now in, in the fucking I live in Australia. I live in Sydney. I'm two kilometers from where the Waratahs train. I, I, I don't know anyone because yeah. they're not at the front of my mind. They're not in front of social. They're not doing anything. I could not name you more AFL players right now because they're doing a bit of a, a bit of job. It's weird, bro. It's weird, and it's kind of sad to see because obviously, when you grow up in New Zealand, you see rugby and like they're the guys. And I don't know. It's weird, bro. It's weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. I just want to take a moment. We've we've chatted for over an hour and a bit now. I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you, bro, because. I, I really, really appreciate your time. You're someone that I've wanted to connect with um, for a long time and, you know, I've had a few DMs with you and stuff like that. But I mean it when I say that you're one of the people who I find the most influential in the online space. Um, I just really respect the fact that you're so down to earth, that you give your time, that you do lead with value, like all those kind of core values that you talk about um, you live you know you, you genuinely live them and i can tell that you've got a big heart not just uh you know not just a smart brain but a big heart as well and just want to say thank you for giving up your time and jumping on the podcast bro and um just wish you all all the best moving forward with the podcast and with all your personal goals and everything else um if there's ever anything that i can do to support you in any way um let me know and yeah thanks for your time bro i really really appreciate it
1: thanks bro it's not always easy to do an hour podcast with people so i think you've got a bright future as well so bro, see, right. you at the, see you at the top baby
0: I uh, appreciate that, man. Last question for you, bro. What does it mean to you to go out and like live life to the fullest? I think you know we get given one life, bro, uh, and it's our our job to make the most of it. But I feel like a lot of people are just sort of existing. Um, kind of the idea of this podcast is to connect people with the the people and the ideas and the, the mindsets and inspiration to help them go out there and just unlock their potential and live life to the fullest. So what does that mean to you, bro? And have, have you got any advice for anyone around that?
1: can you restructure that question a little bit
0: (laughs) what does it mean to you to live life to the fullest i guess is probably the best way
1: Uh, um it's sort of the topics that we touched on before for me it's that dm like bro i'm chasing that dm right like i like i don't need it but like i want it i want that dm I, i want that i want that someone to come up to me and handshake me and and buy me a beer and say thank you bro you changed my life I I, I want that bro I want that like 10 seconds in the morning I'm excited to get up and then like go play for fucking puppy for an hour and then go for a run and head into work and and be excited about living bro because like like it's it's sad as it is but it's coming to an end and people act like we're going to be around forever and this COVID thing sort of put life into perspective a little bit more and a little bit quicker for a lot of people as well but uh, I I think I'm doing what I want to do in life and I can't I don't think everyone can say that about themselves. So I'm one of the fortunate ones, but through that being that fortunate has come from hard work as well and self awareness and everything we've talked about in this podcast and uncomfortable situations and shit like that, bro. So chasing that 10 seconds in the morning, every single day, trying to provide value so I can get a DM and potentially a free beer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Isaac John, everyone. Thanks for your time, brother. Thanks brother. No worries. So there you have it guys. That was the episode with Isaac John like i said in the intro just an incredible guy with an amazing perspective and an infectious attitude towards life Uh, I hope that that added a lot of value to you. If you're not already following Isaac, I highly recommend that you do. He's active on all social media platforms. He's pumping out a bunch of educational and inspiring content. And he also has his own podcast called the Ice Project Podcast, which I highly recommend that you check out. Anyway, just want to say thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your attention. If you enjoyed that episode, please share it out with anyone who you think would benefit on social media. And I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode.